Welcome to the Girls Rising Podcast, where we speak with amazing, empowered women about how they became game changers. Today, we have a special podcast recorded at Third and Lindsley, one of Nashville's premier live music venues and host to our 2017 Girls Rising Benefit Concert. Backstage, Kathy Henderson, lead guitar player for Antigone Rising, gets into sound production and engineering with Kathy Mack. With a few decades in the music industry, Kathy Mack has seen it all. From playing bass with her chart-topping, groundbreaking, all-female country band Wild Rose, to major sound design and install as an engineer for Prince at Paisley Park. Sit back and enjoy as the two Kathys talk shop. <laughs> you know, uh, I did work with Prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a uh, studio install for Prince at uh, Paisley Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, years and years ago, I worked for uh, Claire Brothers Audio, and uh, we did Chicago, we did Pablo Cruz, we did a whole bunch of people. And then uh, uh, also worked uh, at one point in my career with Aerosmith. And then later in my career, uh, you know, I was an artist too. So I had a little short time there that I played with a band called Wild Rose, was a country uh, band, and we had some records out. And then I went back to it after that and worked with uh, Anita Baker and several other people. So, yeah. Uh, long career. And a great list of artists there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and many more. I, you know, leaving out a lot of people, but I know, uh, right? Sometimes you forget too. You're like, oh, oh, that's right. So, tell us a little bit about. Um, as you know, for Girls Rising, we're here to empower and and give visibility to young girls. Mm-hmm. You know, for women who have you know trailblazed in right. in industries that are male dominated. So, when you were little, mm-hmm. you know, who motivated you or who inspired you to want to? you know, get get into sound engineering, or, or was it that you wanted to be an artist first and you kind of stumbled on it? I think it was that I was an artist first and stumbled onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother and my family were real supportive of music uh, when I was growing up, and, uh, you know, so I started out in college going to school for music, you know, music ed, and while I was in college, um, I, you know, I could, I was playing jazz and I just couldn't make a living at it, you know, uh, and I, you know, had tried the restaurant business and everything else. And long story short, I started doing, uh, stagehand work, you know, uh, and, uh, back then, uh, you know, you'd stack speakers all the way to the ceiling of an arena. Mm-hmm. So some of my first jobs were, uh, you know, taking cables and climbing those big speaker stacks and, oh my God. you know, and the guys, had never seen a woman do that and I didn't know that that wasn't cool because growing up the way I grew up uh, on a farm everybody worked mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you know women men didn't make any difference there was no distinction everybody did what they could do so I didn't know there was anything wrong with it so I just just jumped in and started doing it and as I did and the guys saw that I was doing it I think they thought that was kind of cool, you know? Right. You know, it's like, what's up with this girl? You know, she's jumping in there and doing stuff. So different people along the way would show me things, and then I would take that information and build it, you know, towards something else. And I think I was really lucky. I never got a lot of resistance about it. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's harder, honestly, for uh, women sound engineers now because now it's kind of okay for a woman to go into that. Okay, it's mm-hmm. okay to go to college for that. Uh, and uh, back then, there weren't any schools, there weren't any of that, and it was somewhat of a novelty. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
So, uh, you know, people would uh, look at me and they were like, oh, man, it's so cool. A girl doing sound. And they would show me stuff. So mm-hmm. I just learned and I got jobs, you know, that way. Uh, but now, you know, I think it's a lot more competitive. And uh, I think some of the same things still apply. I think if you want to be uh, a woman engineer in particular, um, you have to try really hard to balance how you feel about not getting the same shake, okay, with the opportunities, mm-hmm. which is tricky because mm-hmm. you want to be a, a doormat, <laughs> right? You know, and not, uh, you know, and not and have people treat you unfairly. But at the same time, uh, you know, you still have to push forward and take the opportunities when you can get them. And it's you know somewhat of a balancing act, I think, particularly now. Uh, I get a lot of interns, uh, you know, that come through here since I do the production management here at Third and Lindsley. And, um, you know, most of the women I meet, uh, you know, a a lot of people who are gay as well Mm -hmm. uh, have a difficult time. You know, there's Hmm. so many more people now that you have certain people that just don't want to try it. You know, they just don't want to try this person or that person. And that's unfortunate, you know. And here, uh, you know, we've had a really open door policy about that. If you're if you're good at what you do, mm-hmm. we don't care about any of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are still people who feel that way. But uh, but it is. I don't think there's any doubt that it's more difficult now than it was. You know. See, that's interesting. You would you would hope that you know it would kind of shift in another direction where mm-hmm. it's 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 more open and it's like okay, mm-hmm. we've seen women, we know mm-hmm. they can do it. You know, it's I think not... it's a competition thing. I really do, and it it may not be a guy, uh, girl thing, mm-hmm. you know, or a gay straight thing mm-hmm. as much as it is that, uh, you know, there are so many more people. If they can choose something to exclude, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, back in the old days when I was trying to get record deals, and all my friends were, you know. Uh, if they didn't want you, they'd come up with an excuse and say, oh, well, you're too this or you're too that, right? Right. Same thing with this, I think, mm-hmm. is that there are so many more people now. Okay, well, what do they have that we can use in, as an excuse? Mm-hmm. Okay. But now with that in mind, the other side of that coin is is if you're good at what you do and, and, and people see that you're good at what you do and you make yourself indispensable at what you do, uh, that's the quickest path. That's going to win out, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's a shame that if you're looking at apples and oranges that it has to be that way, but uh, that's some of that's just the music industry. You know? Yeah. It, it just kind of is what it is. So anything you can do that, uh, you, know, the, you know, to sum up on that point, uh, my grandfather always said if you could do something that either somebody couldn't do or didn't want to do, you'd always have a job. Well, same thing in this. Mm. If you're willing to do things and make yourself indispensable, then uh, you know, then then you will be indispensable. And what you know, whatever uh, you know, male, female, gay, straight, nationalities, religion, none of that'll matter. If you can do something that sets you apart then you're going to be able to move forward. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just, I encourage everybody to, you know, do the best they can to put, you know, to put that forward, you know, find out what their speciality is and really put that forward. Right. So long explanation. To no, but that's great because that, you know, that's the, the you've got to kind of take the knocks. You got to get in there and sort of 
get in however you can get in. Mm-hmm. And, well, and then, I think you have to know what you're up against. Um, you know, a lot of times people won't tell you what you're up against. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the more you know, the better prepared you can be, you know, to move forward. Because uh, it was, I mean, it was kind of like that with me. You know, I was willing to do anything. I just thought it was so cool that I didn't care. Right. You know, it's right. like, God, you pay me for this? Awesome. I know. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so as time went on, you know, I just, uh, I saw that if I could do this thing or that thing, you know, that that would keep me working. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the, uh, I, I never, I was just really lucky. I never really encountered any resistance to that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've, I've always been, uh, in my opinion, fairly paid for what I do, mm-hmm. you know, but, but it, it's a different world now. People really have to, you've really got to promote yourself. You've really got to do what you can to set yourself apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I won't mention her name, but I just had an intern uh, girl uh, who's been working with me from Belmont. Uh, just got a big gig, okay. Uh, you know, she uh, uh, came and interned with me, and and uh, you know, she she was already well on her way. But um, but you know, I showed her a few things that uh, I thought would set her apart from you nice. know some of the other people and. Mm-hmm. Man, she got that gig. I couldn't believe it. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's good to find a mentor, you know, or someone that can That's show you. That's very helpful, yeah. Right? So yeah. it's not only getting in and seeing the lay of the land, but then trying to find that person who can actually help. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a big part of it, too. It's about, you know... Not just, you know, a, a woman trailblazing in, in, in industries that are more male-dominated. And obviously, in this case, you're saying it might not even be that. Mm-hmm. It's just you have to make yourself indispensable. Mm-hmm. But finding those mentors that give back, that help, mm-hmm. that help, you know, in this case, you brought, you know, you, you, you gave a, a, a girl the tools that she needed mm-hmm. to go and get that big gig. What was, like, your big gig when you really felt like, oh, boy. Mm, boy, that's so hard to say. Yeah, because, there's uh, not just one, right? There's really not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, every single thing that I've gotten an opportunity to do, I've looked back and gone. Like, for instance, in 96, 1996, um, I worked with uh, uh, Operaland Productions, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and I was working for a company called Nashville Cartage and Sam. We had one of the bigger sound companies in the area. And um, we did the... Uh, uh, bicentennial celebration for Tennessee, which, first off, there was only going to be one, mm-hmm. you know, so there was a lot of pressure, you know, to perform for that. And, um, man, we had, like, uh, Amy Grant and uh, um, oh, uh, Dixie Carter and, you know, just, I mean, all these people that were from Tennessee, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and long story short, they had to uh, uh, the president, the vice president, you know, because the vice president at that time in Clinton's administration was from uh, Carthage, Tennessee. All right, Gore. Cool. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so he he came in for it. <clears throat> wow. And uh, it was just this huge production. I mean, it was the biggest one that I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had, like, I think we counted up at one point, which, you know, it's nothing now. You see this kind of thing all the time. But at that time, it was 190-something channels worth of, like, three stages all happening one right after the other. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. uh, 30-person crew that I was in charge of and just, you know. But the best the best thing about that gig was, and it's been like this with all the artists I've ever worked for, mm-hmm. is you look at it and you and, and 
it's what I call the payoff of where something goes really right and and you think man I got to be part of that I was mm-hmm. part of that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and uh, my big one on that show I was talking about was is they had this Hughes aircraft helicopter that was supposed to fly over with the uh, Tennessee state flag attached to it while a laser show was going on and a fireworks show and it was all timed to to happen exactly with the symphony okay and <laughs> I'm standing there with a the radio, and I'm watching this whole thing happen in front of me, and I'm thinking, there's no way, you know. There's no way that should have worked, but it did. And uh, so, you you know, you're constantly, I mean, for me as an engineer, <coughs> excuse me, I'm constantly amazed by the kind of stuff we pull off. Yeah. You know, the yeah. kind of stuff that happens. Yeah. And uh, it's hard for me to single out, I mean, every artist I've worked with is... is uh, a big deal to me, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to single out one, <clears throat> but uh, that and uh, uh, the Clinton inaugurations too were probably the two things that I remember the most as mm-hmm. an engineer. You know, feeling like, you know, man, maybe you know, could they have done that if I wasn't there? I know. If, could you know, if all of us weren't there collectively doing that, could could they have pulled that off? You mm-hmm. know. So it's the payoff. You go, right? Maybe that was. Maybe that was pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's really cool. You are, like, in control of, like, all of it. Well, I have the greatest job (laughs) in the world. I get to listen to great music all the time, and uh, if I don't like the way it sounds, I can change it. That's right. I mean, how great is that (laughs) You are in control, is what I'm saying. It's like, oh, let's hear that a little more. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Did you have a mentor or anybody that kind of helped you on the way up? I I had several. Uh, The guy... And uh, I don't know if he's even still around anymore. The first guy was a guy named uh, Jim Spinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Spinks had a little small uh, sound company in Bowling Green, Kentucky, where I'm from. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why, but he just started showing me stuff. He was like, oh, yeah, you need to learn this, you need to learn that, you know. And then um, uh, later on, uh, Jim White, who was my old boss at uh, Nashville Cards and Sound, uh, showed me a lot of stuff. Uh, Troy Claire too at uh, Claire Brothers when they were based in Pennsylvania um, really gave me a lot of encouragement to to go forward. You know, he never was the guy that would say, uh, you know, you can't do something. Everything was always yes, we can do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was very particular about the gear and about the way we did things. And uh, you know, I mean the. I I say to people occasionally now, particularly people who are just learning to do this, they they back in the old days they had a rule at Claire Brothers that if you came off the road with a rig, sometimes you'd have four or five hundred mic cables, you know, rolled up. If they weren't uh, rolled properly and if they weren't clean, Mm -hmm. it was five dollars per cable uh, if they weren't right. So believe me when I tell you, people would come into that shop, and if they had to stop somewhere on the way home, everything was right. Wow. You know, and that never left me, you know, all yeah. the time, uh, you know, just trying to make sure you do things the best you can. That's right, you know. But, uh, but yeah, bunches bunches of people, you know. Yeah, like Those all guys along in particular, yeah. Seems the right people show up at the right time. Truly. You know, and you, yeah. take, you take from them what you need. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. It's it's really it's great, you know. It's yeah. kind of fun to look back and see all that, yeah. that how how that came together. I just can't believe that it's been uh, 
as long as it has been. I mean, you know, that's another thing for young women. Get in as soon as you can because, man, the blink of an eye. I mean, I started coming down here in 1973, okay, uh, you know, working, doing sound and playing. So how long has that been? Now? Not long. Right? <laughs> And it just seems like the other day. I, I mean, know. it goes by so quick. I know. But, uh, yeah, you just got to jump in. And, and uh, that's the other thing, too, I think, particularly for women. Because guys, for some reason, they they get more opportunities early on than women do. Uh, is uh, you know, buying stuff now is cheap enough uh, that, you know, you can buy your own little setup. And even if you're not working for somebody yet... Uh, you can watch the tutorials online. You can get your own stuff and start using it, uh, which helps you, you mm-hmm. know, helps you to have an advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big things that helped me, I think, early on was is I got an opportunity to jump in with both feet. And um, uh, that experience, um, you know, even when you have the knowledge, the experience of actually doing it really helps. And um, so, like, you know, the interns here always say I'm throwing them in the deep end of the pool because I'm like, okay, you know what you need to know. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, we don't leave them there. We try to make sure they I mean, know what they're doing. you're watching them, you know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but they, you know, at some point you got to, you know, you got to do it yourself to you find do. out. You, you do. Know? So what's like, in, in a nutshell, what's the one bit of advice you give women who are looking to get into this industry, who want to be sound engineers or want to be part of that whole... Don't ever let anybody tell you you can't. Ever. You know? If you believe, everybody else will believe. That's right. Yeah. And that, that's great. That'll work anywhere, won't yeah. it? If that's you believe awesome. in it, they'll believe in it. And uh, you just have to just, you know, get up every day and breathe in and out and keep slugging away. It'll come to you. You know? But don't, don't let anybody... Because you're going to get a million people going, you, you're going to do what? No. You know? And uh, you just have to believe that you can. And if you believe you can, you will. Well said. Kathy Mack. I'm so glad to do it. You're the best. Right back at you. Girls Rising is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. To find out more, donate, or volunteer, visit us at girlsrising.org.